What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another NBA playoff postgame recap 2022 second round tonight. Two game sixes, Boston, Milwaukee, and Golden State, Memphis. We saw one series extended and one finished. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. For tonight's episode, we are joined by, you know, it gets, when you get to the point where people are requesting where this guy is, where you are, that means you're doing something right. And some people have said that in the comments because Oh the Great has been featuring on lives late night with me. I'm talking about his Celtics. And his Celtics proved me wrong. I said I thought they blew their season in game five. And here they were. Oh, you got to be over the moon, I'm, I'm assuming. Bro, Dime, uh, what's what's up, uh, uh, Dime Dropper audience? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, well, the major shout-out to Jizzle from Wu-Tang. Got to shout, uh, shout them out. But, yeah, man, uh, these cats right here. Boom. These dudes. They did what they were supposed to do. I don't know why you were so hyperbolic. Don't be prisoner in the moment, Dime. I don't know why you were talking about blue their season. Da, 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 da. They blew that game. They totally blew that game. They did not blow their season. Yes, I want to talk about that. That uh, What's up, Pasha, man? I want to talk about that performance from Tatum. To me, I liken this to the duel. This is, I'm going to call this the duel part two. That's what this is. And everybody who's familiar with basketball, y'all know y'all know the duel, May 22nd, 1988. Wow. So, we got, we're comparing this to Dominic Wilkins and Larry? You're fucking right we are. You know what I'm saying? When, when they went at it in, uh, what is it, the semifinals of the playoffs, was one of the greatest uh, one-on-one battles ever in playoff history. You know what I'm saying? It went down to the wire, you know, between those two. And I'm looking at this as the same freaking thing, man. You look at the numbers. Like, I mean, good God. 40, uh, 40 points from Giannis. I mean, what would he have, like 40, 45, I think? Hold on. Come on. Come on. There it is. Give it to me. Like, he was just out outmatched by, I don't know, this guy from St. Louis named Jason Dan Tatum. I mean, what is it? Giannis ended up with 44 points, but JT had 46. Like, he just got him. Like, Giannis is like, what, what, like 49, 48% field goal percentage in this game? JT's at like 51. <laughs> it's like, it's each, I mean, it was, it was the dual part two. That's what I'm going to call it on Twitter. That's what I'm calling it everywhere. That's what it was. JT showed his ass. He did what the hell he's supposed to do. He do he did what superstars do. Except that Chuck and, 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 and the Jet and, and Shaq and Ernie talk about on inside the NBA. JT did it. And I was just so excited that he that he did, man. It, the shit was amazing. He he was not. I took notes myself. I can't wait to get to those. He was not going to be denied, Dime, in no he way, shape, or form. He willed way. you guys to to victory tonight. It was unbelievable. Definitely, in my opinion, off the top of my head, the best performance of his career that I can think of. It was such a high stakes game, easily, and it was such a physical game, such high quality basketball. You know, my take in the before the series, I said these were the two best teams playing each other in the East, in my opinion, since LeBron was in Miami, at least. any I don't think any matchup collectively between two teams has been as high quality, and it's lived up to every single bit of it, even without Chris Middleton. Just two very good teams, really good defensive teams. And I thought tonight it started with you guys just shooting lights out from deep early on. I thought you guys were making all the right reads in the pick and roll, whether they were in drop coverage or switching. They were switching a little bit more tonight in the first half of Milwaukee. I remember Giannis Brook Lopez switching, but – 
uh, switching on to the uh, just you know guards and wings for some stretches, but right still mostly in their drop coverage as usual. And Tatum was just getting to his three ball, yep. getting a lot of you guys are getting a lot of pick and pops, just a lot of threes on ball movement and getting good looks. And what did you think of the start when you saw those all those threes falling to begin the game? I mean, it, it was like what you said. Coach Buddy likes to run that that drop coverage for them. It was a lot of switches, like you said, but uh, the switches didn't, you know, enable the the seeds. It didn't stop them. I mean, you had you had Marcus on on Giannis a lot. You had uh, what is it? Uh, uh, you know, Grant switched over on Giannis. You had uh, Peyton Pritchard on him. No, that was the last game, not this one. Uh, not much playing time for Pritchard tonight. Only. Yeah, he, seven minutes he didn't get until the end but it was it was a lot of switches and and i'm saying oh, switch back switch back but they were able to maintain it and i don't understand this you know fall back and let them shoot if you think that they can't shoot threes like i mean don't get it twisted i mean i, I know how the, the last game um you know the, the percentage was horrible but late in the game they only took one they didn't even take that many threes late in that game but I mean, if they want to keep giving us that, you know, we'll take it. I, I don't understand it, but, you know, yay, <laughs> right on Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I mean, love it. you guys were – Marcus Smart hit three threes in the first quarter. Jason Tatum had three threes in the first quarter. But Giannis had a great first quarter himself, 17 he points. He was getting by Al Horford a couple of times, got to the rim. You already know when you guys miss a shot, he, he'll charge down the court. And I still think he's doing a little bit too much top of the key. Mm -hmm. charging in because that's getting him susceptible to a lot of offensive fouls. He had three in the first half tonight. They, they barely call him. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm sorry. No, they barely call him. I'm surprised they were calling him in this game. It's about goddamn time they finally called these offensive fouls. And he was in foul trouble late. But, I mean, damn, call them. Call them. Like, make, make him put a drill move. Make him do something. And then <clears> – <throat> I was I forget when I when, which uh, which quarter this was, but Giannis does this a lot when he's when he's at the top of the key and he gets that full head of steam. What he'll do when he when he comes with that spin move, he travels on that spin move. I mean, you move he moves his pivot, he picks it up, he jumps up and then comes back down, and he's not doing a jump step. I don't I don't understand why they why they uh, why they never call that travel. Watch that man, he travels when he does that damn spin move. I'm good next time. Yeah, but his. He was getting to the line. He had six free throw attempts in the first quarter, made them all. Close game after one. Uh, I thought those second quarters where the Celtics really started locking in on locking in on defense. Right. And you saw them start to slow Giannis down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as I said, force some turnovers, but still more Jason Tatum. But we saw a really good stretch all game long, but a good stretch in the second quarter, especially, especially Derek White. Just making all the right plays. Finishing, making the extra pass, playing solid defense, or and you started you started to see the Celtics building walls and doubling Giannis a little bit more, and not much. And Grayson Allen was having a really tough uh, first half. He was missing oh, shots, open threes, yes. floaters, and you guys yes. were you know just wanted other people to beat you, even though Giannis still got his. Um, a couple times in that first quarter, I thought your guys' help or walls were non-existent, but second quarter they were much better. Um, what did you think of the second quarter? How you guys turned it up a little bit? Well, the second quarter I thought was great. Uh, you're right. Grayson had a couple, uh, uh, like a couple momentums uh, shifting, uh, shifting threes. And if he would have hit those left wide open, like you said, he, he missed them. But one thing I noticed second time now, this is a note I took uh, second time. Now we lose a critical three at the, at the end of the third, at the end of the th uh, uh, game three, when, uh, when Marcus should have got those uh, three free throws before that little tip in, that was too late by Al. 
you know, he should have got free uh, three free throws. Of course, he didn't. At the eight minute mark in this game, JT gets fouled. You know, he should have got the uh, he should have got the three. He did. He did not get uh, what a, he didn't get the three point uh, after be after being fouled by Grayson Allen. It would have put that would have put them up by thirteen. But JT was pushing. You know, he was he was pushing the momentum of the game at that point. Like if he would have got that, uh, we were up by ten. Make that they're up thirteen, and the momentum is all in our favor because he is pushing. So that that's that's something that uh, that really pissed me off. And then at the six forty five mark left in the second quarter, C still have not taken a free throw. It was six forty five left in the game in the second quarter, and we had not taken a free throw. And then like I think like what uh, uh, fifteen seconds after that, twenty seconds after that, we finally JT finally gets his first free throw. Oh yeah, and at that point, Giannis had taken seven already, and we hadn't had one. Like what the hell is this? Like that is the shit that is completely pissing me off in this series. It's just like you're. I, I get it. He's the MVP. I get it. He's the world champ. I get it. I get it. I get it. But goddamn, he's not Magic or, or or fucking Larry Legend. Like, why are you letting him? Why are you letting the rules not a, not apply to the Greek freak? Like, I, I don't get that. I don't get it. Well, the second, the end of the second quarter for the Celtics. By the way, I wanted to say with the Derek White stuff, you saw them the Celtics putting Pat Connaughton a lot in pick and roll, and they weren't going to switch Pat Connaughton onto Tatum. Pat was playing great tonight, wasn't he? Pat was playing his ass off. In the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. They were switching switching more in the fourth quarter, but in the second quarter, you'd stop Connaughton show and recover, and Derek White in those short roll situations or pick and pop, and he was making the right reads and everything. He came from Philly, too, didn't he? Who, Derek White? No, Pat uh, Pat Connaughton. Didn't he come from Philly? I I thought he was on Portland, maybe. I thought the 76ers had him, because I think uh, Philly had him. I don't know why they let him go, if I'm not mistaken. But my bad. Go ahead. No, you're good. Tatum was carving him up. Uh, he had two nice spin moves in the first half as well. And oh, you guys yeah. were up 10 at the half. Now, you knew that the Bucs were going to make a surge in the third quarter, but it was actually the Celtics that started out the third quarter well with Jalen Brown starting to get hot. And what right. have we said all, all playoffs long about Jalen Brown in the second halves looking better? I mean, it, it was uh, – I was actually on a, a group text with family, and they were talking about, you know, I was saying let's go C's. And, you know, uh, <laughs> my brother was saying this, go JT, go this. All right, JB, we need you. And I, he's like, we need him to heat up. I was like, don't worry, he will. And that's what he did. You know I mean? That's what that's what Jalen's going to do. Jalen, I just I just wish with him, man, that he would just be a little more aggressive a little earlier and just uh, more aggressive throughout. Unless it's – if it's if it's his game – then he'll be aggressive throughout. But it's when it's when it's when it's him and uh, him and JT taking turns. He's not as a, as aggressive throughout the game. It's just like he has like spurts. I just need that consistent because when we play on Sunday back in Boston, I mean, it's going to be it's 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 going to be a help, of course, that we're we're at home. But he has to be consistent consistent throughout, not just spurts and not just at the end. I feel you on that for sure. Yeah. You know, as I said before, the Bucks were switching a little bit more in the first half. But then in the second half, you started to see them go back to that drop again. And Jalen was coming off those screens. Right. Tatum was coming off those screens and walking into those threes. This was in the third quarter. Yes. Walking into those threes, right. getting a lot of decent looks. And, you know, there's not much you can do about those sometimes with the Bucks when you're just playing that kind of defense. Mm-hmm. I thought they honestly, with the Celtics strategy of switching everything, I think there are times where Brooke Lopez, and they were saying it in commentary today too, should Talk be about fed it. a little bit more. Yes. Should be fed a yes. little bit more. I think a yes. lot of times Drew Holiday settles for the mismatch, that the, the little mismatch he has, and it usually right. just becomes a contested jumper. I think Brooke Lopez yeah. would get you in foul trouble more. I mean, he only played 19 minutes tonight, but was three for six when he was in. Right. And his only misses were three, so that means that he was 
you know, three for four from inside the arc. So right. I think that's something they should definitely look for in game seven. But it's something that, you know, posting up the bigs against the smalls these days just, you know, doesn't seem like the choice that they make. And, and it, <clears throat> excuse me, which is uh, kind of weird because I could have swore last year when they won the championship uh lopez brooke was inside and outside it's just now they just want to constantly have them outside and if you want to do that fine <clears throat> my bad if you want to constantly have him do that that's okay but he's not hitting that three at the clip that he's been hitting it for the last couple of years i don't know why he's probably still low-key injured he missed, yeah, half he the, missed uh, the whole season yeah he missed him the whole season any damn way uh, uh dealing with that injury so he's probably still feeling it but to me you put his big ass in the paint, and that that would be a lot of work for uh, what is it, Al or Tice or whoever has to guard him. But I saw Marcus switch off on him a, a couple times, and they still didn't take advantage of that, you know. But hey, thank you, right on. Exactly, you know, I think that's something they should look for for sure. Yeah. You guys went up by like seventeen points in the third quarter, but the Bucks would not go away. They made a push when they were down sixty-eight fifty-two, and you saw Giannis getting transitioned more. Because you guys started missing some threes, and I started to think maybe yeah. you guys would just keep. You guys shot a lot of threes tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe because made a lot Jorge, too. Though. What's up? Made a lot too. Made a lot too. But I was thinking yeah. for a second maybe you guys were gonna uh, blow the game from the three point line, but you guys responded pretty well towards the end of the quarter. Jason Tatum with the twenty three footer and a couple of foul shots, a couple of buckets just in the last minute, and Dude. you. You guys actually end up winning the third quarter, 29-27. But looking at the quarter stats, the second quarter is actually the one that was the biggest difference in the game. Because you guys, that was the only quarter that you held them to below 20 points. They only scored 17. You guys had 25. So second quarter was actually like the difference for looking at it that way. But mm-hmm. what were you going to say before we go into the fourth? I think the third is, uh, you're right. I mean, they, they did exert their will in the second. But I think the third is when they won it. Um, just off of plays like that, they get, they had the momentum uh, uh, all throughout the third quarter. And especially at the 120 mark, man, it was <clears throat> great ball movement. Everyone touched the rock. And Tice gets an easy, like, baseline fadeaway jumper. And that's from everybody touching it. And he was the last one to get it. I remember Fadeaway's, that. Great. Yeah. Great. Oh, my God. That was a, huge... a lot of great possessions like that today where they God. moved the ball so well. Dude, anytime you have a possession where Tice can get an easy bucket, that's something they're doing something right. They're doing something because it's so hard for him to get buckets. It's, it's even harder for him to get calls. Dear God, Daniel Tice can never get a fucking call. But I just loved uh, uh, the ball movement on that. Then it was a big uh, three by JT on Bobby with 13 seconds left in the third. <laughs> that, that play, then played. Then J, JT hits a big three on Bobby. Then plays excellent D on, on Greek Freak on the other side. But then, you know, Giannis draws a foul on him, which was undeserved. Because it was clean, clean, great defense by JT. They they reshowed it. I mean, and that was what with 13 seconds left in the third. The Cel- the Celtics, I think, really won the game in the third quarter and didn't choke it away in the fourth. Like they they did really? their thing. Yeah. I was thinking. I thought they had. I mean, when it was the fourth quarter, beginning of it, I still thought the Bucks could easily easily come back and win. You knew they were going to make a push because yeah. all home teams do, especially championship teams. Definitely. And it's a matter of I always say the great teams withstand those crazy pushes in the playoffs. The home crowd's going to get into it. You're gonna, it's gonna feel like you know, you're gonna have to make a big shot, oftentimes a tough shot. Yep. And Jason Tatum, oh god, in like Kobe Bryant. Like, I got two texts from friends tonight that said Kobe Bryant like fashion. He had 30 points in, in three quarters. Going into the fourth, he had 30 points already. Like, come on, man. And on. but that's the the crazy part is the fourth quarter was his best one. It was Buck started switching more. He got everyone thrown onto him, whether it was Portis, Connaughton, Holiday. 
Matthews, he was Giannis, he was making everything. And it wasn't even touching, it was barely touching anything at that point. And that's right. when you knew we got a guy in the zone. Right. I know what it looks like when a guy's in the zone. Everybody's been in the zone. And if you play basketball, you've been in the zone in your own ways at times. When nothing's hitting any rim at all, yeah. no matter where it is, mid-range, that turn around, step back three, constant step back three to the rim, everything. Yeah. It was – I mean, what did you think? You must have been going crazy over there. Dude, it was with 11.35 left in the fourth, uh, D. White, my boy, man, because D. White hit Fantastic shots. Tonight. Oh, my God. He was everywhere. He was – the dude was like fucking Visa. He was everywhere you want to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, gets a, he gets a great uh, uh, blindside steal on Greek, Greek Freak. That was big time. You know what I'm saying? That was huge, and that turned into points for us. You know what I'm saying? That, that was big time. But then 9.35 left, huge no-call for JB driving on Giannis. And then it drew gets a foul. You know what I'm saying? Nope. But you know, J, JB can't get a damn call. But it, in the fourth, especially this, the start of it, they they again they exerted their will. This see, everybody got so you know you included. Everybody got so prisoner of the moment of them choking that game away. To me, it, it, it was almost like when last year when y'all were playing Dallas in the first round. You can't knock Dallas if they lose, and you can't knock the Clippers if they lose. These are this is steel sharpening steel. You know, you I mean, whoever came out of that 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 first round last year between y'all y'all and Dallas were was a really really good team, and the loser wasn't that bad either. And that's that's last year when the, when the West was fucking stacked. So it's just like you know <clears throat> them losing in that last game to me is just another piece of armor that they're putting on their championship their championship belt, like their championship vest that they're wearing. The championship vest that Milwaukee got put on and the years of losing and Giannis getting, his, getting beat by Miami, getting beat by this team and that team, For you know, they finally put all that all that armor on and they were able to withstand all everybody in the, in the NBA and go get, get, to, get to the promised land. Same thing with the Celtics. And this was a big piece of that armor, them losing that game three and choking it away. I'm so happy. I'm happy. I'm almost happy they did it. It's almost like what Chuck Daly said when uh, when the Dream Team lost their first game, he was kind of happy that they did that so he can really ride their ass and say, like, look, you, you guys almost you almost lost to uh, what is this? You know, you lost to college kids. You lost to uh, Bobby Hurley and Chris Weber and all them in and, and, and Grant Hill and all them boys. So what are you going to do now? I look at this as the same way of them blow, uh, blowing game three, the last game, blowing game five. Same thing. Well, Jay, and yeah, I mean, game three or game five? No, when they when they blew game five, like them blowing game five was something that, okay, it it, it gives them, the, if you can withstand that, come back and win, which they oh, did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The metal fortitude. Those, those are characteristics of championship teams right there. There it is. Come back and win this series. Yes, sir. Now, you know, Giannis was – it was a duel, as you said. Giannis yes. came back, was trying to get to the basket, charging oh, through. Man. He was it's being worse. real aggressive. Connaughton started getting going in the fourth quarter on those pick and pops. Did you see that one drive he, he had? Game. when he That one drive when he – he scored on, I think, Al and JB. It was like two people down there. I don't even know how he got that he layup. Has, he had yeah. some nice reverse layups. Oh, sure. my God. That was a reverse, too. That thing was sick. Yeah, Giannis was putting on the pressure. Drew Holiday was starting to hit a little bit, but he still – he had a night where you'd expect, you know, Drew Holiday – Drew Holiday kind of shooting night. You know, 7 for 17, not bad, but 10 threes and only made three of them. Oh 17 God. points for him. They needed a little bit more. 
But mm-hmm. tonight was really just about how great the Celtics were, I think. You know, who, who took 10 their... threes? That was uh, Drew. Yeah, 10 threes. Wow. And only made three of them. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. too many. And then, yep. so, you know, the, the Bucks only shot 29 threes, only made seven. That's another thing. You guys made 10 more threes than them. 17 for 43, 39.5%. So the three ball. Right. And then you guys lost the glass battle, 49-42. Giannis mm-hmm. had 20 rebounds. A lot of them were like open rebounds, but still. I mean, he was just a beast on the glass. Did you see Did you see that stat, too, that he's the first player since? Did you? Uh, who was the last player to do that? They have 40 and 20 in Shout a playoff game. You got it. Game one against, uh, <laughs> against the Pacers. Exactly. Mark Jackson was saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whooping their ass. And that was with less possessions as well. And a yeah. lot of those box out tight around the basket rebounds that Shaq was getting. Hell yeah. But I thought you guys still create uh, forced a couple of turnovers on Giannis. He had six turnovers tonight, and he made his threes until the last one, which was a stupid one in the left corner. Mm-hmm. And Jason Tatum just took it home. I thought Marcus Smart, a guy we haven't talked about tonight, he was very highly right. scrutinized after the last game, including by right. people like myself. Right. What a bounce back performance on both ends, but really offensively was so impressive. Making Dude. his threes, making the extra pass, being smart. He was feeding Tatum when he had the hot hand. Right. And I liked seeing that. I remember there was a time where I thought he was going to go away from away from Tatum or try to run a pick and roll himself. Right. He said, nope, Tatum, you got the hot hand, got it to him. And I don't even think Tatum scored there, but I just like that recognition. And the Celtics withstand everything to win it 108-95. Too. As resilient a win as it gets from this young team, mm. some vets sprinkled in, of course. Mm-hmm. 108-90, a young core, I should say. 108-95 <sighs> Celtics over the Bucks. The Bucks blow a golden opportunity to win the series at home. And now they have to go into Boston, where it's never ideal to go into a game seven on the road. Yes. They did it last year, though, against yes. Brooklyn. Yes. Boston will be a whole nother animal. I need your thoughts first before I, I, you know, I give you a chance to talk about how great it is for Boston. Mm-hmm. What did you think the Bucks could have done better? Did you think Giannis gave everything he could, did all he could, and just his team let him down, or what, what was your thoughts? I think the, I think what the Bucks could have done better is not punt it on the the last two games of the regular season and try to go go for a higher seed because they end up screwing their ass. And you know who didn't do that? We didn't. I was just <laughs> gonna go there. I was going to say that. This is what it's all about. When the Celtics mm. did not rest against Memphis on that last day of the season and the Bucks sat everybody, yep. this yep. is why you do it. They didn't mm-hmm. duck the first-round opposition in yep. Brooklyn, and yep. now they've got a game seven at TD Garden. There's mm-hmm. nothing bigger than that. Clearly the Bucks are just like, you know, we did it last year. We're going to try to do it again, but we'll mm. see. It's tough to do that. Two yeah. game sevens on the road against, you know, Maybe that was the only series that the Bucks went seven last year was against the Nets. Right. And this could, who knows? This could be the series they go seven if they win the championship again. Mm. But it's going to be very tough to win in Boston, man. Yeah, this is the supporting cast though for uh, Giannis. And I, I, th- I think the supporting cast was wasn't there, and this is going to be the uh, their other second, their other uh, seven game series because this, after this one they're going to be done. But uh, before we before I jump into the supporting cast for uh, for uh, Bucks, I got I got to go back to Marcus Smart real quick. Fifty five percent shooting, no, fifty percent field goal percentage, fifty five percent from three, twenty one points, seven assists. Damn, it has a double double. Like, dude took a lot of freaking heat. And he knows it. And I mean, he just came out and did and made smart plays like smart does. Like so much props to him. And then I got to go back to the game real quick. This, this this was huge for me. JT was just balling, balling. Okay. He had this fadeaway, uh, uh fadeaway shot on, on Drew late. Like Drew could not check him. I don't know. Those, those switches with, with Drew switching on the uh on the JT. Thanks. You know, because he can't, he's too small. He couldn't handle dude. Last 11 points, uh, you know, in the game, I think those were scored by JT. 
last 11 points and 238 left. JT exerts his will <laughs> with this crazy, not supposed to go in shot. And I think you've seen it. Like he was, just, he, he drove the basket. I thought he landed kind of, kind of awkwardly, but he got it. One day you up. thought it was going to be a dunk and then he got an N1. Yes, and he just threw he just threw it in there. It, it was that just, was the that, dagger to me. You yes. got thirteen, and I thought that was yes. That, that, like that that shot right there was reminiscent. I think of game. Uh, shoot, was it? I think it was game two when he was laying on the, almost on the ground, and he has that one where he just has to boom. He has to lay it up, uh, like kind of like a uh, just like that was a game roll. four. That was game that was, four. That was game four with that play. Like yeah. that that when you make shots like that. That's when you know you're going to win a series. So I, I was super excited about that. But to jump back to the Bucks, man, I think that, shit. The only person that really gave him anything other than Giannis was Pat. I mean, uh, Pat did his thing. I, uh, you know what, Bobby? Yeah, uh, I thought Bobby was pretty good. Bobby was out there balling he like didn't usual. Shoot well, though, they know? needed some guys that could sh that shot well. They were, he was yeah. two for eight, zero for three from deep. Yep. And then also we have to talk about this. George Hill, very interesting how many minutes he's gotten. And you guys were attacking him in the pick and roll. Definitely. Even it was a mistake by Budenholzer to play him 19 minutes. Javon Carter only one minute. And Grayson Allen, you didn't see him get as many minutes late, even though because probably he was having a tough night. I mean, one for seven for Grayson, 0 for four from deep. And Wes Matthews was two for six, 0 for two. So they did not get much on the supporting cast. As I said, Drew Holiday, seven for 17. But the only guy besides Connaughton that shot well that was a role player was Brooke Lopez. Overall, they shot 41% as a team. Celtics forty four percent, but as I said, the threes. Yeah, I think I think it's a huge mistake that they stuck with uh, George Hill as long as long as they did. I guess uh, uh, Bud is still uh, Coach Bud is still in love with dude from San Antonio days, and you know still thinks he's George Hill from San Antonio. He is not. He can't score uh, like he used to. He can't defend like he used to. Uh, he was he was dealing with some injuries uh, most of this season. You know, I'm glad George is still able to get a check, but he's pretty much done. Almost damn near done in this league. All Thank he you. is is he's basically a backup at this point. And if you and 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 uh, I don't I, I don't want to say done done because I think that's the problem with the NBA. There's not enough vets on on these teams. I think teams that win chips have vets, older vets. And Milwaukee had that, that, that last year. We have it this year with with Horford. You know, so I just think that um, you know you know keep him as a backup because he he cannot he cannot give you like legit minutes and definitely not late in games. And Javon Carter, Javon Carter, young player, he's good. I remember him from West Virginia. Like I mentioned him before. Like I like I like Javon Carter. He he looks like he's about uh, uh, thirty five years old. The dude could play. Yeah, <laughs> but Marcus Smart, I'd would, he, would you say he was the second best player of the Celtics tonight? Who, Marcus, I'd say Marcus Smart for me, but yeah, you, know, you know what, maybe. I, I want it shit to me. I almost want to say uh, D White, but it's definitely Marcus Smart. If you look at the numbers, it's Marcus Smart wise. But you know, yeah, JB, the game, JB had twenty two like points. Not even looking at the numbers, watching the game, I felt like Marcus Smart was just yeah. awesome. The three threes in the beginning, like it was just a great game. Giannis, it's gonna take a, another huge game. Like you just gotta admire that guy's fight. I thought he did everything he could, but I think he can still be a little bit smarter about how he attacks. Like more post up. Right. You know, a couple of my right. friends made comments about that today, uh, and I saw people on Twitter like the classic post up because if you're going charging in forward, you're lowering right. that shoulder every time. Right, right. The offensive fouls, and right. in Game Seven, you could easily get home centric calls for Boston. Right. So, yeah, and, and and that's exactly we we better fucking get in Massachusetts. You damn right. Where's it at? Boom! I got it right here. Boom! 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 Better freaking yeah. Boston. You damn, you damn right. You know what I'm saying? Podcast. You said, you um, said what? 
I said, I said Boston Mass for those that are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Right. Uh, yeah, this is, this is also a visual medium. Sorry for you listeners. But yeah, um, he. you know what I like tonight is that um, we, we, did it, we did it some in other games, but it happened a lot tonight. Catching Giannis when he would lower that shoulder and not in the basic, in, in the area where he c- c- kind of has a uh, 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 full carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wants. Not right in the middle of the paint, in in off areas, like to the, to the wings, on the side. He was when, trying to attack from the wings a little bit more. And when he, he and when the defense was set up and he didn't like what he was seeing, he tried to get into the dribble handoff with him setting the screen. Right. And they'll get right. tough to guard, but you guys switch everything, so you blow up a lot of those actions that a lot of teams can't. Exactly. And we have a player, and I, I don't care what – I mean, you know what, man? People want to be so 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 hyperbolic, prisoner of the moment. Like, I've I seen people on Twitter like, oh, we still need another point guard. Marcus Smart is not uh, – not, uh, he's nothing. And uh, what about uh, guys like Grant Williams? He may not be enough. Like I was in a, I was in a, a a Twitter space right before the um, right before this round started, and the people were saying that I don't know if Grant Williams can do that. I don't know if Peyton Pritchard can do it. Well, how do you know if they can't do it until they get in the spot? You can't say someone can't do it until they have the opportunity until you see them not do it. They've never been in this spot before, so I I, I, I totally see Peyton later on in the, in these playoffs having a, a super sick game in the fourth quarter, and we've seen it already. Grant Grant Williams having ridiculously great de- defensive games. I mean, he's the, he's the type of person that when like like point blank, if Giannis is like putting his shoulder and moving in, in into you, you're gonna fall the hell back because this Giannis is a Greek freak. You can't help it. Point blank and full speed. Grant Williams takes that. Like dude looks like a goddamn. He he, he wants to be uh he wants to be Batman. Like that's his favorite superhero and stuff. He wants uh, self defense to call him that. He looks like a super uh, Bruce Wayne. Like he just that big ass chest. He just takes it. And Giannis is like whoa. And you never see Giannis get uh, fall back like that. Like it's crazy how Grant is you know strong enough to deal with that dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Grant's been fantastic all series. The best one. I think the best defender on Giannis. Goodness. He was. Over three tonight, but he played 28 minutes, and and you can feel his impact. But a game seven, we needed a game seven in this series. It deserves a game seven. Right, it's it going does. to be it super does. exciting. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's what we all deserve. This has been the series of the playoffs for me, no doubt. Yes. And easily. now let's get to a very contentious series tonight. We saw an adjustment for the Golden State Warriors looking to close out, and that was Kavon Looney inserted back into the starting lineup. I said Jonathan Kaminga. He needs to go to the bench. And apparently mm-hmm. I found it after the game. Still no Steve Kerr out with COVID. Mm-hmm. Steph and Draymond said they got to start Looney. They started Looney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just not a – you know, they, they started out pretty well, the Warriors, with Clay Thompson. He was game six Clay all the way through tonight. Mm-hmm. He started out hot. But the Grizzlies, it was a Dylan Brooks just shoot as many times as you can tonight kind of night. I mean, mm-hmm. it feels like that every night. <laughs> he was just throwing him up there, and he was hitting them. I mean, threes, floaters, everything. He, that's he his had, job. Thirty points, hell yeah. Thirty. 11, Eleven for twenty-eight shooting, seven for fifteen from deep. So he did actually shoot efficiently from three. But some of the 46. shots it takes, like he'll miss a three, and then he'll come back next possession and just shoot another three. Contest yeah. quick early in the shot clock. I mean, well, well, what do you expect them to do? They ain't got the two guys that can shoot, and Dylan Brooks yeah. and Desmond Bain. So I mean, they they got to get buckets somewhere. And then they, I mean, you you told threes early in the shot clock. I just don't think those are playoff shots, especially when you just missed a three. Where's your, like, you ever been in a situation where you miss a three and you're like, okay, I'm not going to just shoot next time unless it's a good shot. You ever right, feel that way? Right. Yeah, definitely. Because the Celtics played like that for the last two, three years. So <laughs> I 100% know what you're saying. But you know, one thing I see with this Memphis team, let's, let's just get to the, uh, let's get to the nitty gritty with it. 
Um, it's when their superstar is in, it's too much look at him ball. It's yeah, too much stand back and look at Ja. It just kills them. And I'm too sorry. Taylor Jenkins, uh, you know, you may have to go back to the G League or you may have to, like, you know, retool your game or do something. Wow. Like that. That, coach the, of the Year candidate, Taylor Jenkins? Dude, God, yes. Like, for Coach of the Year, my ass. Like, you know, uh, definitely Spo or Emei over that dude. Like, I don't know how Emei – that was really – Emei got played. Like, Emei got, like, hardly no votes, but that's a whole other conversation. But what, what I'm saying is, it's just that he makes no freaking adjustments. He makes no adjustments. You know, he the only – the biggest adjustment he made in this series was putting Steve Adams, Stephen Adams in. You should have had Stephen Adams start. Yeah, he was really killing on the glass, man. He was. Like, like, like you Ten rebounds again tonight, but only four points. Exactly. Like, run more offense for him. Like, common sense. And it's just like – you can't when you Is have job. You trust Stephen Adams post game? Yeah, I mean, I, I would like him with some jump hooks down there, something okay. in the paint. Like he he used to do that in OKC. In the cra- yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the crazy part to me is, it's like with with, with with Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins to me is almost, and this is kind of a distant. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, it's a distant Doug Collins because Doug Collins before Phil Jackson got there was just you know go just do what you can do, go off. We'll get out of your way. You take over and lead whenever you want to do that. But He's talking Phil, about Jordan for those that don't know. You know what I'm saying? Well, if I say GOAT, y'all know who the hell I'm talking about. But then when Phil Jackson came in, Phil Jackson said, all right, slow down, GOAT. Let's do this thing that Tex Winter uh, uh, created. Uh, what is it called? It's called a triangle offense. I think this will work with us. You're going to have to trust your teammates. Well, my teammates are trash. I know that. But, you know, help develop that that one guy, Scotty. We got this one. Uh, got this other rookie horse coming in. Let's try that. Let's try something where we go through other players. That's what Memphis needs to do. They need to run their offense through different players, not just job with no goddamn dribble moves at all and no jumper. Just You're harsh stick. on that. He's got moves, man. He's dude. Shit. He had dime to me. He, he has not have a pull up. Dime to me. He has no moves. He's just faster than everybody. He could just beat people to the spot. He He's can't got a nice break. in and out. His change of pace, slow to fast. That, that's his thing. A- he can do that, but can he break you down like Kyrie or Steph? Does he have He's any type like of dribble? No, he has no type of dribble move. To me, he's just fast as shit. He's just like Russell Westbrook, you know, in OKC days. So I don't know, man. I just think if if more they, handle than Russ, more handle than Russ. Uh, you don't think so? I think he has more handle than Russ. I don't know because Russ will break people down. So all I'm saying is, if they get a coach that can have a a, a good game plan and use all five players. Where's it? Where's it came? Both, all five, not just like Ja and JJ. They might be all right. Well, I agree. I mean, the thing is, you don't think that Taylor Jenkins coaches well with the way they defend. I think they're, I think they're decent defensively. I mean, you know, this game tonight. I mean, look, look at them in this series. Shit. I mean, uh, what did they do? They pushed uh, a game six, you know, against uh, the Warriors. Who uh, had a great year this year? When they finish uh, second in the conference, you know, I mean, they were number. And Memphis was number one. So Memphis plays good, great defense, but in defense is going to win you championships. But when you're going against offensive juggernauts like Golden State, and you know, you got to be able to do more than just drive the cup. You got to do more than just score in the paint. You have to, you know, have a low post moves and or mid ranges. Like it is the thing that I don't get with like with Giannis. I said this when I called a uh, uh, series X and radio uh, the other day. It's just like, uh, why do you go straight to a three? You don't want to get a mid range first. Job. Yeah, why are you going straight to a three job? You don't want a mid range first. The same thing with Jerry Jackson, like JJ get a mid range. My dude. Like, I, it's, I know 
it can be very frustrating watching. And tonight was a pretty frustrating game to watch all the way around. The Warriors, the reason why they weren't really blowing it open, besides Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, who had one of his best games of the series tonight, nine for 16 and four for seven from deep. He was hitting all sorts of shots, step backs, drives and transitions, just barreling through people like a linebacker. He was. Or a running back, I should say. And, you know, coming off little flare screens for threes and even some step back, side steps, all that good stuff. But the Warriors were really keeping the Grizzlies in the game with their turnovers. And this has become a real issue. 17 of them tonight. They started taking care of the ball better late in the game. But the turnovers are becoming a thing where I don't know if Golden State can win a championship playing this carelessly with the ball. Draymond Green, especially because nobody's guarding him. He did a good job in transition tonight, but passes that everyone knows are coming, that he's throwing out of bounds. And then Steph, just very careless with the ball himself. Draymond, four turnovers. Curry, three turnovers. Thoughts on that? Clay got Clay with three. Yeah, I think that's very sloppy. That's why I said either uh, Golden State or Phoenix are coming out the West. But the way Golden State has played, like to be honest with you, I'm sorry, man. This series shouldn't have went five. I mean, it shouldn't have went six. You know, you should have wrapped this up in uh, five, four or five. You really should have. You were the dominant team. You were the better team. You had the, you had more experience, more weapons. You should have wrapped this up sooner. And their star was out. I mean. You know, I mean, they had again. You're, you're right. They had they had good offense, but I mean, it didn't. Kevon Looney, but the you know, offense didn't even look that great for stretches, did it? It it, it didn't. It, I mean, I it mean, didn't. Today was it was you, you it was would better think, today? Second and third quarter was a little shaky, but they ended and started well. And you would that. think that you would think that after uh, being being beat by 39 fucking points, you would try to come out and lay the wood and beat this Memphis team by dub. But that goes back to your point earlier. They play really good D, so they couldn't they play good they couldn't, D, but, but like you know, other, they switch everything with Clark's in when Steven Adams is in, they go to the drop, but when they, mm-hmm. they when they have Clark in, they switch everything and stuff like that. But the Warriors, like they just t- turning the ball over so much, that's how they kept right. in the game, right? Right? I'm gonna say this, man, and I said this earlier in the, in the year and uh said this on Twitter spaces too, and people thought I was crazy, but when I saw Golden State play, you know, these young, uh, young, uh, young teams in the West that are killing right now, Memphis, Phoenix, you know, uh, uh, Minnesota, who played, who played a hell of a lot better this year. Golden State looked old. They looked low key old. You know what I'm saying? So that's why at times, man, I mean, like they, and they, they actually did tonight. Like they looked low key old or like low key, like not all the way in it. Like even at this game tonight, they looked like that, you know, they were somewhat going through the motions, you know what I'm saying? Not all the way, but a little bit, they look like they're going through the motions, especially in the third, a third and early in the fourth. But I think, um, uh, uh, what is it? When they play Phoenix, I think Phoenix is going to beat their ass, man. Long wow, as Phoenix you're, really is not, you're already penciling Phoenix in. We have Big Luca tomorrow, and and or two days from now, you don't think they got a chance? No, no. I think I think uh, on Sunday, I think Phoenix is going to win that. I think Phoenix is going to do what they have to do because that that's uh that's uh seven, game seven now too, right? Of course, we got two game sevens finally. Oh after my god! Excited. Let's go. I hate that my team is in it, but yeah, it's going to be beautiful. And I and that, and that game seven is where Phoenix. That's why you want to have such a great record. So yeah, Phoenix is fine. They'll be all right. But, yeah, I, I, Golden State, I, I don't know, man. I, and, and then Jordan Poole, who, like, everybody wants to, you know, uh, somebody, this this damn Golden State fan, I had a uh, last Saturday, um, I did a, a NBA a playoff watch party. We watched game three of uh, Golden State. Uh, yeah, Golden State in, uh, in uh, Memphis. And then we watched, you know, Boston and Milwaukee first. And this Golden State fan who came for the second game, this dude wanted to say that, that Poole is the next Splash brother. 
But he's the next splash, but all this dude got is 12, board, 12 points and three boards. He started out pretty well, but he had a, another tough night shooting the ball. And I really feel like Jordan pulled the X factor for this Warriors team. Whenever he plays well, their offense goes to new heights. But when he mm. can't, he's not hitting. And again, two for 11 tonight, they yeah. struggle. Like both teams just shot like shit. Yeah. Memphis, 35.4% from the field. They actually shot better from three. That's probably why they stayed in the game. 42% from three. So they shot better from three than the field. Warriors, 39% from the field. 38% from three. So they actually shot well from three, but they shot... 53 threes made 20 of them. The math, you know, that's that's good. Who shot 53 threes? That was Memphis? The Warriors. No, the Warriors. Good God. So they shot 53 threes and 51 twos. Oh, God. And I just that's, think that against other teams, they're going to get punished for that stuff. And you know what's funny is I think one of the main reasons they won, oh, my God, this is a crazy statistic. Mm-hmm. 25 oh, – this is definitely why they won. 25 offensive rebounds for the Warriors. Right. 25. Right, yeah. And 11 of yeah. them from mm-hmm. Kavon, Looney, six yeah. from Andrew Wiggins. I felt yeah. as though those two guys, and by the way, it was a one-point game going into the fourth quarter, but I felt as though those two guys are the reason that the Warriors pushed home. Yeah, Kavon Looney with 22 boards. I mean, that's amazing. Oh, he was getting some... offensive rebound after offensive rebound, seven yeah. screens, decent defense in the drop coverage. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that that was that was sick. I think for 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 them to to, to and, that, and that's that's how Boston lost uh, their last game because they didn't you defense no and rebounds, re- no rings. There it is. Yep, because Pat yeah, Riley said it. Yeah, exactly. I know you put that tweet out the other day. Like no rebounds, no rings. You have to get boards. You have to get second chance possessions to or you know take the possession away from the other team so they don't get it. You have to get that if you want to win, and that's that's exactly what uh what Golden State did tonight, man. Despite how close Memphis was, when you lose the three-point battle by that much and then mm-hmm. you lose the glass battle, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to win games, on, especially on the road. Right. Um, right. Well, we didn't lose the three-point battle by that much, but the Warriors made five more threes. That's 15 points worth. They shot yeah. 17 more of them, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, classic I, Golden State. Classic. But Clay Thompson, I thought – and by the way, I thought Draymond Green still made some big plays late in transition, did some good finds, but mm-hmm. – it's becoming a problem, the whole Draymond Green thing. I mean, his stat line looks fantastic. 14 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. He also had 4 turnovers. And I don't think he was as amazing defensively as normal. Maybe I should have just paid closer attention. If you think he was great defensively, tell me in the comments. I didn't think he was as amazing as usual. What did you think? I thought it was, uh, you know, regular Dre. I regular mean, it was, Dre. Yeah, I didn't think it was, you know, anything uh, uh, out of hand. i tell you one thing. I'm glad you brought him up, though. Why in the fuck? You're in the middle of a, of a you're in the middle of a playoff series in the in the semi in the semifinals in the second round and you gotta you gotta do a podcast where you talk about you break down the goddamn uh, Boston Boston Milwaukee game game five man shut the fuck up and focus on your own goddamn and he series can't, and he can't even shoot a, he's in the paint and sometimes it's like he's not even looking at the basket it's like what the I saw that the other day I'm like what the hell is this? that if that's not the dumbest damn thing if I was if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm for real saying something like that's almost like Antonio Brown doing that damn Facebook uh, uh, live bullshit at the end of a game in the press in, in the damn locker room. But like the why? Thing, the, the new crowd says he's a he's a person living a life. Why can't he podcast in his off time? He can't practice every second of the day. I don't mind you podcasting. If you want to podcast, like everybody named I'm a podcast now, I get it. And if that's what you want to do, and Dre, you're good at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm definitely not mad dog. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to tell you to, you know, shut up and dribble. It's just to me, you shouldn't be commenting on other series while you're still in yours. You got like beaten by 50 plus points. Like, yeah, like, 
No, they, at, they, at one point they were down by 55, and then they lost by 39. Yeah, they lost by 39, but they lost yeah. they were down by 50 against the yeah. team without 50, Ja. 55. He's gonna say they won the series and there was no issue. I mean, he did get they did close it out. Steph yeah. Curry, after a really tough shooting night, he was missing every three. A lot of his releases didn't look great. He was missing wayward. And then yeah. he was getting to the basket a couple of times on Brandon Clark was switching one to five and doing a great job, but he was still getting by him, just missing chippies. And Steph just like as great as he is, and he's still one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I'm having doubts that he can lead this team to the chip and win it. No, talk about it, man. Talk about just, it. He's careless with the ball and he needs to be a little bit more. He needs to be a little bit better offensively if they're going to win this. Like he's going to have to, he can't go through such slumps. He can't just wait till the fourth, fourth quarter takeover games. There won't be games yeah. to take over in the fourth against other teams. But yeah. maybe the Grizzlies' size and length was bothering him more than we 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 analyzed. Yeah. So we'll see with Phoenix. But the thing is, Mikhail Bridges in. Well, okay, I'm saying Phoenix. Either way, if they play Dallas or you, Phoenix, I don't know why you don't want to call it. You know, Phoenix go win. Reggie, well, you're so bro. This guy Luca is not a game, my friend. Dude, I fuck with Luca Skywalker. That's my dude. <laughs> like that dude, I'll take him over Braun right now. Like I would, I would be, oh, you'd be foolish to take Braun over Luca right now. You're in your you're in your fanboy feelings if you think LeBron's better than Luca right Thank now. Thank you. I said it at Easter with my family when my family was here because we always have Easter at my, my house, and you know, everybody, you know, all the men, we always watch the game. And I said that everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Like, well, I'm, I'm gonna take old ass LeBron who you know can't win games. I'm gonna take him over Luca Skywalker, who has been in the playoffs the last couple years and is coming up and getting better every year. Hell out of here. Yeah. I 100 percent take him, but no, uh uh Phoenix has that length and they're gonna give uh they're gonna give Golden State a problem. But one thing I noticed too with with uh with Golden State and with Steph, especially, like you you you, you talked about it and you're right. You know, he needs to um, what is it? He he needs to get his game a little he need a little bit tighter. He needs to keep it a little bit tighter and just not just go through the motions. Because I really think I think he didn't take Memphis and Jaws serious. I really didn't. The he way he value the ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like the way he was talking to Jaws dad after the get after uh you know a couple of those Memphis games one and two. The way he was talking to Jaws stuff and da 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 like all this play, all this like you know talking back and forth. I don't take. I don't think he took him as a legit opponent like a legit threat i don't think he does now when he plays phoenix or dallas and i think it'll be phoenix he's gonna take them as a as a legit threat you know what i'm saying like i, I think he may if it's if it's dallas i don't know maybe he might be kind of lackadaisical because i think that's what Steph's problem was i think he was a little lackadaisical in this uh in this in this series but in this next round oh yeah oh yeah have mikhail bridges or jay crowder uh, the, the other side, Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney-Smith. Either way, yeah. you're going to have some length on you in that se- in either one of those series. No doubt. He's just going to have to be a little bit more aggressive to start games. And, and he needs to, like – I think Steph Curry needs to, like, look to score 30, like, a yes. little more regularly. Yes. Clay Thompson, though, game six Clay. You know the reputation, and he brought it tonight. And yeah. you saw the emotion when he was hitting that three late on a Kevon Looney offensive rebound. It was it was a great moment for him. Right. You know, the Warriors, you know, fun fact, they still haven't lost the series in the Western Conference since Steve Kerr became coach. The last time they lost a series in the West, I was there. 2014 Game 7 against my Clippers. And, you know, it's wow, yeah. They've never lost a series in the West with Steve yep. Kerr. It's Clay either Thompson, it's either you lose in the finals and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah I just yeah, That's dope. Clay Thompson yeah. was big time. Andrew Wiggins, he was one for eight in the first half. But in the second half, besides the rebounds we talked about in the defense, he was making his open threes. And those were huge. Yo. The Warriors closed the series out. At home, take care of business. One ten to ninety six in not very convincing fashion. They won the fourth quarter, thirty two to nineteen. Dylan Brooks just kept hucking and chucking them up there. You saw a lack of fundamentals from the Grizzlies. No boxing out, just not valuing the 
the ball at all. Whatever happens right. to every possession counts in the playoffs. Do these guys right. were these guys brought up on that same thing as I was? That's what I'm saying. They, they were lackadaisical, like Warriors were going through the Warriors motions. Were, the Grizzlies are, are desperation, and they still play like idiots. Like yeah. you know, their, their yeah. fundamentals are not there. That's why the, the Timberwolves series looked like glorified AAU basketball. It did. It did. That's because you had two two uh, inexperienced teams with two very inexperienced coaches. Oh my God! Like Minnesota, that that Randy that Randy Wynn dude. That, he he made so Ooh. many mistakes in it. it uh, when is no, that's not Randy Chris Wynn, Finch? huh? Chris, Chris Finch, my bad. Yeah, Randy Wynn. And I, no, it's it's another random, it's another random white dude that can't coach. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how I look at that dude. But <laughs> what is it? Major props to uh, to Clay Thompson, man. And I, I got to say this: I was wrong about uh, about Wiggins and Clay working out. I thought that it would be a problem. Like you know, Wiggins worried about Clay taking his numbers. They were and, not playing well together though for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They and I, found I, a little bit of their rhythm in these playoffs though. They have, and I said I said that uh, that it wasn't gonna you know that was gonna be a problem going into the postseason, but they've kind of figured. It out. I'm surprised. Wiggins needs to has and needs definitely needs to have more than 18 points. But I just want to give uh, them props. And how can you not be happy for Clay doing anything? Like any anything you see Clay doing on the court is all bonus. It's all it's all frosting, you know, on the cake. It's all extra. You know what I mean? Like I'm just so happy that man is able to play and be out there and do his thing. I don't care how how anything he does good. I'm just happy for dude. Like I'm excited for him. Real and yeah. let's read the stat lines now as the Warriors close out the series. First of the Memphis Grizzlies. I already talked about their team field goal percentage in three balls. Brandon Clark had a tough night in terms of shooting the ball, two for ten, missed a couple yeah. easy ones. Eight points for him. He had a great season and a great playoffs overall. I thought he was one of their best players. Tyus Jones, he had a really tough night tonight shooting the ball. Seven yeah. points, nine rebounds, eight assists, but they two needed for 12 him. shooting, and they needed more from him. Got Steven it. Adams, four points, ten rebounds, one for three. Had a decent series when he was inserted into the lineup. Jaron Jackson Jr., I just did not like the way he played tonight. He sits on the perimeter most of the time. Twelve points, five of 19 shooting, one for seven from three, four blocks, some great help defense, but I really don't like his offense. I think he actually has skills in the post, but he continues to fall in love with that three ball. I already talked about Tyus, or sorry, Dylan Brooks, 30 points, 11 for 28 shooting, seven for 15 from deep, and then Desmond Bain, 25 points, nine for 16 shooting, four for seven from deep. He had a really good night. He struggled with a back injury this series. They'll always be the what if, if Jaw played, would they have won the series? I don't think so. If anything, they played a little bit better with without Jaw. But just tell me how you feel about this Memphis Grizzlies season in conclusion. They clearly overachieved in terms of their expectations starting the season to get a two seed, to make it to the second round. It was a great season for the Grizz. They have a it lot was. to look forward to. It was an awesome season for them. I'm very happy for them. Somebody I want to call out though. What, what the hell happened to Kyle Anderson? Like what happened to him? Like last game he played his ass off, and he, you know, he's one of one of the reasons why one of the big reasons why they won tonight. Ten minutes, zero points with two assists. He's had some yeah. really rough games in these playoffs. Oh, like, I, I love I, Kyle Anderson. He's my second favorite college player ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like that makes no sense to me. And then JJ, man. Okay, look, dude. You come from NBA stock. Your dad played for the Spurs. He was in the league. How do you not have basic, like, low post moves? Like, how do you not he have – ba- He has a left-handed jump hook that he just – But he doesn't, doesn't use it. Yeah, I it's know. Like, it's like, ridiculous. Dude, dude, like, he – this cat basically takes himself out of games. And let me tell you how, Dime. 
all he and I said this before, he looks like a baby deer on offense. Like he just drives the lane and just looks so herky jerky. And that, when, some, that deer has some uh has some muscle on it though, man. It may be so, but here's the, the thing. Buck. What it, what ends up happening with JJ goes to the goes to the cup? Like 80% he charges and recklessly throws his blade around. It falls on the ground. <laughs> like, you know, he's like goddamn a Joel Embiid. And I don't understand why Joel Embiid was falling flopping around all that oh, all, I that, said all the time. I said yesterday he set a record for falling on the floor. Dude, he felt he felt so much he tore the ACL of his best shooter on his team. Like, dude, watch where the fuck you're at. Watch Where's what you're doing. Danny Green, by the way. Man, major shout out to him. Like, we love you, Danny. Get back safe, man. Like, and then when he when he falls on his own teammate, he don't look back to see what's going on. He's just running back on trying to get back on defense. He's no no wherewithal of what the hell is going on. But like JJ is almost like a um it's just a set the same thing. It's just he's not, I guess he's younger than Joel, I think. And it's just he hasn't had the same type of injuries. He's had bit bad injuries too, but it's just like he just falls, and it's just like, man, you have to get a mid range jumper, and you have to show those low post moves, show that ju- that jump hook that Dime be talking about that he wants to see so bad. Show that. I don't. Like, I don't want to see anything. I don't, I don't like the Grizzlies, but <laughs> but it was I a great do. season for them. They. I mean, this team without Jaw especially overachieved so much. They've got a lot to work on, though. Fundamentally, basketball IQ and Jaw can improve. they got a bright future ahead of them. If they can get Jaw a second star, though, a true one, that would be nice. That's what they need. I think if they, number one, if they get another star for him and keep J.J. too because J.J. can develop, J.J. is going to be good. He just needs it, you know, like I said. They have assets, man. They could try to – I would get Dylan Brooks out of there. You I don't just, know. He comes with a lot of negative to me. If you want to take the next step and to be a very smarter team, I think Dylan Brooks is an IQ killer to me. Mm. Desmond Bain can shoot. De'Anthony mm-hmm. Melton has potential. Yeah. You can bring in someone else. Someone else. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's got to be somebody that can guard, though. That's the thing. Because Jaw doesn't really guard like that. He doesn't. So that and you need. So you're going to need a defense. Not a Bradley Beal, you know, type of guy. No, because Bradley Bill won't make it through a season. But, yeah, I think the two things they need are uh, if they want to win-win, like if Memphis wants to come out the West and, like, be for real. Yeah, they need, conference they need, finals and, and and potential, like, a real championship. Right now they weren't championship contenders. They were pretenders. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, they just need two things. They get these two things, and they'll be good to go. A superstar, a real – a legit superstar or a defensive stopper to go with Ja. Like, one of those two. You can get a star or a defensive stopper. And, 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 and please let it be a defensive uh, uh, stopper that can score a little bit. And – Get a new coach. That's you not do that, happen. you'll be good. That's not going to happen after the season he had. Okay. Guess what? They're going to be fucked in. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> they're gonna be- Let's yeah. go to the Warriors uh, stat lines. Off the bench, only three people played. Nemanja Bielica played eight minutes. He had a nice offensive rebound and kick out in the first half that I remember. Mm-hmm. Damian Lee, I didn't think he played that well, but he rebounds the ball pretty well. I think I've noticed that about him. I don't really think he's that great. He wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for Gary Payton not playing. And also, Otto Porter. Uh, had a sore right foot, so he didn't play today, and he's been one of their better players in this series. Well, Lee played a lot last year, I guess. Gary, uh, uh yeah, last Jr. year when the Warriors were not good, that's yeah, yeah. Glove Jr. took a lot of his minutes this year, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I guess you're right. And but I, Poole's increased role. I like Lee though, Lee kind of reminds me of um, uh, who is he? He reminds me of like every quintessential role player he that you Cor- Did you remind me of Courtney Lee? <laughs> He, he kind of does like the dude yeah. that we used to have that, that, that uh, Lee guy that used to play for us. He reminds me of him. He kind of reminds me of um, uh, like almost like a Ricky Davis. Like he, he's a he's a type of player like that, you, that bounce though. Dude, Ricky Davis could get up. 
Like yeah. he he could for real get up, and that's one thing that uh that I like about that I like about Lee. I think he should get more minutes because he he's a momentum changer too. Like that dude, he has those. He's like uh, Alvarado for uh, for New Orleans, like, and I hope Alvarado gets paid too. Lee a little more credit compared to Alvarado now. Well, I, because look, because I remember I remember David Lee a couple years ago. Uh, in, Lee, David Lee is that white guy from the Warriors back in Jump Hook City. Exactly. Uh, the, shout out to David Lee. David, yeah, same, same, St. Louis in the house. You damn right. He's from St. Louis, David Lee. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, David wow. Lee's from St. Louis. He went to the same school as uh as JT, same high school, Shamanad. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, Is sir. Shamanad over there. Been in the Shamanad out here. I, I don't know. I've never heard of the Shamanad that you guys got. So the Shamanad we got is obviously a nice ass girls team back when uh, a couple years ago IPA announced them. Dude, three NBA players: Brad, uh, Brad Beal, with David Lee, Brad Beal, and JT. All out that high school. Well, that's yeah. got to be a big time school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just like Lee's game. I think uh, Lee can change uh, change momentum. He can he can um, he can really uh, mix it up for uh, for that team. But Wiggins, man, I, you know he's got he's got to everybody has to step is going to have to step their game up in this next round. And I re, and it's got to be uh, Draymond and it's got to be uh, got to be Wiggins and Otto Porter. Yeah, like. <sighs> I don't know. I, I want to say they kind of could use him too, but to me, Otto Porter, like late in games, all he's really good for is like putbacks and boards. Like he's he he's, won't. But his ability to switch on to multiple guys is just his length is good. Defensively, yes, but like threes. he won't give you points. He's even hitting threes, dude. Yeah, but like late in games, though, like a big shot. I don't know if he's in the closing yeah. lineup, but I'm just saying he's he's yeah. a helper off the bench for sure. They missed him. Yeah, he's a good defensive player too. I get what you're saying. Jordan Poole tonight, 12 points, four for 15. They're going to need a lot, and two for 11 from three. They yeah. need a lot more efficiency from him. He's had a, yeah. He had a tough series overall. Mm-hmm. And then the five, the starting five, Kevon Looney, as we said, four points, 22 boards, five assists, just amazing. 11 right. offensive rebounds. Draymond Green, 14 points, 15 boards, eight assists. Overall, made some big plays, got the job done. Andrew Wiggins, 18 points, 11 rebounds, started out one for eight, but finished seven for 16 and three of five from deep. Huge threes in the fourth. Then the splash bros, Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. a good ending, even though he had a rough shooting night, 29 Mm -hmm. points, seven rebounds, five assists, made some big threes late. He had two blocks, three turnovers, played 40 minutes, 10 for 27 shooting, Mm. six for 17 from deep. That's horrible. I was going to say that. That's a lot of threes, but if anyone can shoot that many threes, it's Steph Curry. Exactly. Clay Thompson, 30 points, eight rebounds. Game six, Clay, he showed up. He had two efficient shooting nights in a row. 11 for 22 shooting, 50% dead on, and eight for 14 from three, over 50%. I'd have to say Clay was arguably the player of the game, but you could say Wiggins, who was yours? Uh player of the game, I'd probably go with Clay. And then the, the the big thing from Clay, don't forget this is those eight boards. He damn near has a double double. Like those eight boards are crucial. And that and that to me, that's uh that's what that's what uh you know supposedly the, the second best player, the third best player in the league, Mr. Kevin Durant, who we sent home earlier in the last round, that's what he was scared to do was get his little bony ass in the paint and get some freaking boards. Clay's not worried about it. He's over here doing it. He he wants to win. Like Clay. Clay is just so happy to be out there and be being pushed around and bumping people around and d- doing this and doing that. Like I've never been, I've never, I can't remember the last time I've rooted for somebody this much that wasn't on my team. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm so, I'm so happy for that dude. Yeah. Good for yeah. Clay. Good for the Warriors back in the conference finals. Just like mm-hmm. as if nothing has happened these last two years, dude, for real. 70 rebounds to 44, I think, is the biggest stat of the night. Ooh, that was it. That's that was right it. there. Because that's the earlier. reason why the Grizzlies ran it because the Warriors turned the ball over so much. Right. But that's it for the matchups tonight, guys. We got some great game sevens coming up on Sunday. Enjoy tomorrow without any games. 
any if you guys got comments, throw them in there as oh the great. Tell them where they can find you though. Another pleasure joining me on the live about an hour. Perfect Thank timing. You. Thank you, sir. And I appreciate you for uh letting me do that. Hey y'all, uh oh the great. Uh you can find me at uh O T H A Great on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there. You can find me on uh Oh the Great, O T H A Great on Facebook, uh High Off the Glass on IG. You can find me there, high off the glass, high off the uh, glass, uh, the spell T H A. Um, on uh, Face Bitch with that, with my uh, podcast name and on uh, IG. Uh, what is it? I have a NBA Finals event uh, that's coming up, game one NBA Finals. I am super excited about that. If you guys are in the St. Louis area, uh, you guys need to come on out, man. We're doing this game one NBA Finals is June 2nd. You know when the damn finals start. Y'all know what time it is. And it's uh, it's, it's happening real fast. I want to give y'all a little address real quick. Dime, if you take a trip, man, come on down to St. Louis and come to this event, man. If, it's I gonna be... if I was in St. Louis, I'd definitely be there. Dude. I'm not for a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to. Where is this thing on? Uh, there Make it sure is. guys, though, you guys comment the uh, after this video for the algorithms. Don't forget that. What are you De saying? De definitely comment. Yo, y'all can come. It's going to be at 4130 Manchester Ave, 63110, 4130 Manchester Ave, St. Louis, Missouri, open concept, game one NBA finals. Boom. Bucks versus Suns? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you hater. It is Celtics <laughs> versus Phoenix. That's how it's going to go. Boom. <laughs> Well, That's guys, any last words before we close out? Season seven, we're going to be seeing you on Sunday night. You're, you're 100% going to be seeing me uh, uh, Sunday night. I don't, uh, you're going to see me win or lose. You know what I'm saying? Sunday is going to be a busy day for me. I, uh, my uh, podcast network that I'm with, uh, we're having our eight year anniversary uh, event this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So I know I'm going to be tired Saturday. I'm trying to go see uh, Dr. Strange for real. And uh, go to that event. And then Sunday, I got my uh, podcast. So I'm uh, do my podcast. Uh, what is it? Watch those games. Catch up with you. Yeah, we could definitely get it in, dude. All right. My last yeah. words. Saturday is a big day, Los Angeles. You already see the emblem. You see the logo. Go Kings go. Edmonton. Right. You already know. Y'all were down. Y'all just baby. Y'all let them win. Uh, what are y'all in the game seven, game six? We pulled up. We pulled the Bucks. So we got to go into the same thing the Bucks are doing. Got to go into Edmonton hostile yep. territory. Go yep. Kings go. You already know. Peace. Have a great night. Let's get it. Let's go see.